magic water. Has it been helping? Your magic chia water? Oh yeah, it helps. But the the reflux comes with a vengeance. Because of the chia seeds? No. Because of anything he eats, basically. I think you really need to go and get that. I really need to be able to get into that stupid app. That's kind of my problem. They tell me to go to the app, but I can't get in the app. Like, I can get into it on the phone. I can register. I've registered at least six times now. Now I gotta, I gotta call somebody, which I haven't done because I don't think of it, until you say, I really think you should get that checked out. In that voice. That's the voice I have. That is the voice you have. It's not the AI voice that we're, that, that the, the podcast listeners are so attuned to. It is the AI voice on the podcast. Yes, you have. It's your ad reading voice is your AI voice. Speaking of ad reading, when you gonna start selling ads? Selling ads for people to get their stuff talked about on the podcast. Yes, you do. No. You absolutely have I mean, time. I don't have time to cold call folks and be like, Hi, we're selling this service. Please give us your money. Okay, you don't have AI to voice. really... Thank you. You really don't have to cold call, but you do have to put a call out. Which you can definitely do, and you most certainly have time for. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just want some power, man. There we go. Bloom. Okay. And I need... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't download anything new. I got you. Guess what? Acacia has... Cash App. Excellent. Guess what? What? A-Train Photo has Cash App. I'm going to have to do that for leisure delivery. Guess what? What? Fars Cards has Cash App. Excellent. I have Apple Pay. I don't have Cash App. You need to get Cash App too. Yeah. It's easy. I can help you. Apple Pay is... I have Apple Pay. No. No, that's trust not me, everybody it, uses that. Exactly. What if they have a Samsung? Right. You, you basically need to have your Cash App. It's funny. Our patron asked how many... Patreons we had and it hit me that maybe we should have more than one Patreon but I was like because the Patreon is for the podcast Yeah, we don't have a Patreon for Acacia or Farce Cards or we have to be making separate content yeah we're already making separate content that's kind of the point see the Traveling Fars has the podcast, its merch, smirch, its merch, and um, the Whiskey Shine Friday, mm. Patreon only, Patreon exclusive show. So, yeah, it's got all those things already. But far as cards, it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have. I mean, it's got a. It has a face. It has a, a YouTube account, but there's nothing there. 
nothing's been posted. So basically, we have to kind of separate already. Your leisure jewelry. Where's the leisure jewelry stuff? See, it's got to have its own separate thing, especially if you're going to do the Etsy separate deal. So, which I'm going to set up today. My point is, we're already kind of doing the separate thing. We just kind of did more for the podcast because that's all we had before. As opposed to now, we've got all these other things for the people. You. So, kind of interesting. It's like building up. Okay, um, iPad 1. Let's go. Let's go. I'm mad at you for calling it something that it's what not. What the F? It's not even... It's doing nothing. Oh boy. I do have a list. Do you have a list? No. Got anything going on? Anything you want to talk about while I wait for this, uh, the iPad 1 to decide to... Oh, now you want to move. I unplug you and now you want to move. Um, you got nothing? I finished the book last night. Okay, we're not jumping into book club yet. No, that's that's all you have? I don't know what else. Sally, are you kidding me here? Stop with Sally. I'm not Sally Jeffries on finance. But you got her glasses. I do not have her glasses. Hers are much bigger than mine. I know, you've got her 2021 version Mm. of her red front glasses. Red makes me happy, so I'm going to wear it. I don't care about the color. It's more about the roundness. Keegan chose them. I wanted the more rectangular ones. But she said they made me look old. I, I think it's funny that she told you to choose a pair of glasses that did not make you look old. But then she chose glasses for herself that made her look like the old librarian. Yep. That's hilarity. Both pair of her glasses. She said she can't wear the one with the transition and stuff on them because it gives her a headache. She got to wear it longer, don't she? You just have to get used yeah. to it. Because, I mean, mine kind of did a little bit of that. The first day. The first couple of days, yeah. Like, I could Especially driving home with the, one. The oh. second day, uh, the, well, the first morning that I had them, and I put them on, I couldn't see through them. Like, I was trying to see what time it was on my phone and my Fitbit, and I couldn't see through them. Were you looking, were you looking in the middle again? I don't know. I tried to, like, move my uh-huh. head around, and I couldn't. I couldn't I, see. I have had that. I told you the progressive in these glasses is seems it's larger. So the area from far away to up close, that dip, that area in the glass is bigger. Because I did that, I think yesterday too, where I looked at something and I was like looking at it and was like, why can't I see this clearly? And then I just tilted my head back even more and it was like, oh my. Yeah. So. So the first couple of mornings my, I was struggling like we got to get, bifocal. get to my eyes to work properly <laughs> okay did you really achieve that no. <laughs> the well, getting my eyes to work thing no because my prescription is so high it's crazy your prescription is a weed head is a weed head so high oh dear I'm so glad you brought that so quickly took me a minute because you know I don't do the tweeds everybody needs to do the tweeds especially all of us that have the glaucoma Uh, yikes why was that open it was open 
just to be open, but apparently the brick gave up the ghost and it slammed shut. All right, what else you got, Aaron? 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 What? I'm trying to figure out how to... I'm trying to figure out how to stream on... Patreon. Wait a minute. You came to the podcast to learn how to do I a thing? I just thought about it when you guys there were talking is about a, there is a, stuff. Uh, what did I call it before? There is a thing on Patreon. The Lens. But that's like short stuff that I think goes away, but it's like short. stories. Yeah, it's yeah. short. It's like a, a minute. What happened to you this week, man? Huh? What happened to you this week? Or last week. Last week. Yeah, this past week. Yes, go. Uh, I quit my job and got a new job. Why did you quit? Um, because the work environment was not ideal. Oh, God. That's Are you not a reason. Ideal? I know, that's really be, not the be reason. Be honest. Ideal is not the reason. Nobody, nobody has an ideal workplace. Okay, be honest. <laughs> Why did you leave the place? Poor communication, poor management... Poor planning. Wait a minute. You're singing the bad management song now? Oh, yeah. um, Weren't we singing that song back in China? Wait. Oh, yeah. uh, what else? Lack of staffing. Lack of support. Oh, welcome to the world of education. Yep. Apparently a lot of people are having that problem in a lot of different buildings. All over, uh, all over the U.S. But especially in Michigan. And I, I keep saying, I mean... You're not in a public school building. You're in a non-profit. You were, not anymore. I, yeah, I was. Is this other one? In, it's not part of GRPS. It's not part... It's well, a separate thing. It's a separate entity, but he's in a charter school and a private, uh, like a 501c3. Well, that's a non-profit. Yeah, he's, he's in that, but he's in his old elementary school. That's... Which is part of GRPS. I, I, I didn't think it was. Yeah, the charter is part of GRPS. Well... What are you talking about? You keep saying charter. Where, Where is this? Uh, maybe I'm confused. I he's, took him to the pre-K He's center. going to be at the elementary school on Lafayette. That's where he will be. From 9.30 to 6... Is it 6.30 or 9.30 to 6? No, 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 no. It said 9.30 in your most recent email. Why don't you know your email more than your mama? Because you can't walk in there talking about something my mama didn't told me. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. So, you got a new job. I did the, uh, the orientation slash continuation of interview is what they said to be substituting again I didn't get the job and that was at the pre-k center right? that was at the pre-k I guess it was between me and one other person and they went with the other person so I'm going to fill out the paperwork to, or the stuff today to do substitute teaching. Since I have double the amount of credits needed to substitute. Actually, more than that. So I might as well do it. 
It'll oh. give me flexibility anyway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can choose the days you want to work and the days you don't want to work. I mean, if there, you have ultimate flexibility. I was reading subbing, something. So. Um, a friend of mine has been a sub um, in the Jackson's ISD for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh-huh. She prefers to just sub. And she was saying that um, they're so desperate because all of the subs are getting long-term assignments. Because they have so many teaching shortages. Yeah, well, what they should do, especially in places like Michigan, is they should make it much easier for those of us who have a ridiculous amount of coursework to get certified without going through that more traditional way of certification. Because, like, for example, with me, I have been working as a teacher in other countries. Um, You've been working as an administrator right, in other countries. in other countries. But come back to this one and you're not qualified to do anything. So it's like, okay, maybe that's where the problem is. You're taking people that are qualified, that want to be there, making it so that they, making it more difficult than it should be for them to, to do the thing that you need while waiting for other people to graduate that haven't even figured out if they want to even be in the industry yet. Yeah. And then things like COVID or flu or whatever hit, and then now you're in a dire situation when you didn't need to be in a dire situation because you have all these people sitting on the sideline. Now, you got the other side of that is um, pay packages and all of that. That's where the other problem is, because why stay in a, why fight to get into an industry that maybe you can't support your family on? Right, you're going to have to get a second job. Right. So the way I'm thinking about it is like, well, why not just get three or four jobs? You know, right. just have have multiple sources of income if possible, and if one isn't really busy at the moment, you can do more of the other and just keep doing that more vagabond style. I've gotten several emails this week from uh, schools in China. Like when we were here last time, we were trying to do the online teaching and we weren't qualified for whatever reason. We were, we never got into an interview process for any of these companies. But now I'm getting emails from them saying, are you still available to teach classes? No, I'm not qualified. But the problem of that is they've closed. China has stopped all those online uh, schools. I don't think they have because they can't stop the Internet. Well, the, the one group of teachers I'm in, it's an international teaching group. Um, there is every day people are posting these emails that they're getting from the companies they had been working for for years saying, you know, you're no longer employed. Mm-hmm. We'll see what we can do about getting you your your final salary by this date. But we don't know if we can even pay you the final salary because they trying to close 70,000 schools. Sure. So I'm, I keep getting these emails and I'm like, why, knowing what I know, why would I say yes to this? Because you know... Also, that the Chinese government will do one thing, 
but Chinese people oh, yeah. will do something else. And they will skirt around every one of their laws until they're caught. They don't care about adhering to a law or being honest. or They don't care about any of those things that you would care about as a business owner. So they know that until an actual pipeline is cut, we can charge people mm-hmm. for your ability to talk to them or teach them or whatever online and they know that their government is not going to catch them for years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the difference. You but, know, Chinese people are they're the 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 people are not the government. Unlike right. the in the US, the people pretty much are the government, but the in China it doesn't work that way. A lot of people just don't give a damn about what their government is doing. They're just like, how do I get around that? Who yeah. do I pay? And that's just all that Who they can just I move, bribe? right. They just move on because bribery is part of doing business, so it's like not a big deal for them. It's not like against anything, morally, socially. It's just part of the part of the process. So that's why. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. Are you cleaning your brand new glasses with the sleeve of your sweatshirt? Yeah, because I don't have something else. <sighs> all right. What's that noise? The thing coming out of the house next door. I think it's the like a dryer or whatever. Okay. It's noise. Don't worry, the dead cat will filter all of that out. Alright. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. It's not gonna filter that out. Alright. Um That's all you got? Yeah. Lit is it time for the list? Go for it. All right, um, I put on here number one. I guess it's still news, but maybe maybe not news about France being angry at Australia and the U.S. Well, they were angry at Australia for making the choice to buy U.S. subs. They were angry at the U.S. for essentially selling a better product and cheaper. Yeah, I know, but it was a better product. Yeah. They, you know, better quality sandwiches. No, we're actually talking about war machines now. Oh, submarine, sub, sub, submarine. Oh, I thought you not were talking sandwiches. about subway sandwiches. Okay. Oh boy. They pulled their mind. ambassadors. But but here's the thing, they did, but they also just brought them all back. Oh. But the 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 thing about this is the sub that was coming from. France was a diesel-powered sub. Oh, no. The sub that was made by the U.S. was a nuclear-powered sub. Why would anyone buy a diesel-powered sub in 2021? That would be so expensive to run. No, no, no. Loud. Yeah? Loud. It's the whole idea. Anybody who's seen... What is it? Uh... Crimson Tide. Hunt for Red October. No, not Crimson Tide. Is it Crimson Tide? The Hunt for Red October. Was Crimson Tide? Yes, Crimson Tide was the one with Denzel. Um, All of those movies, if you've watched NCIS and you've seen them go in the sub, it's all about going quiet. Right. As quiet as possible in some such scenarios. 
why would you want a thing with, uh, you know, a bus in the back, you know, powering, you know, propellers and stuff? I, I, it's, it's very funny. Um, pull cord engine. Um, yeah. So it's like I, I now, now here's my my question, my reason for bringing this up is, do you care? Do you care about France being angry at the U.S.? Does anybody care? Yes, you yes, know what the first thing yes. that someone said when I heard this story? The first thing someone said, freedom fries. That was the first thing that people said. It was like, um, yeah, who cares about France and what they like and don't like? Well, the people who are traveling, yes, hello, traveling fars. Where? The people where? who are in France, the, the Americans who are trying to go to France. No, or no, no. We, can, we still can't go to the EU, I think. Yes, we can too. As go, tourists? Yes. Is, we're fully vaccinated. We can go no, anywhere no, no, we I, want. No, no, no. I thought tourists weren't still weren't allowed nope. in the EU. They can go. If you're fully vaccinated and you have a card that says from the, from the thing that has your lot number on it, you can go to France. You can go anywhere in the EU. In fact... But if the, but how does that stop travel because they pulled their ambassador for a week? No, I'm saying that if France is angry at the U.S., days. it could affect those traveling. How? How do you they think it would affect them? They could say that they... Americans need to leave the country. Now Americans have to have a visa to come in. They could charge us to come in. They could. But... But they can't. I don't know if France can do that unilaterally without the rest of the EU. But the EU could do it. Well, the EU always could do it, though. So, um, like they don't need a deal to, to this, do something. This like that. whole CDC card, the whole your vaccine card, in the EU, they have a QR code, and if you want to go visit places like the Louvre or Notre Dame or whatever. The Arc de Triomphe, you have to have this QR code, and they scan it, and they're like, okay, you're good. Now, if you're coming from the States, and you don't have the QR code system, which we probably should have a QR code system, that it's so easy to do. No, no, we can't have QR code systems. That's very hard to do. Anyway, so what you can do, there are some pharmacies where you take your CDC card, your, your uh, vaccine card, and you'll take it to the pharmacy... And they'll check the lot number, make sure that it is you, and then they will upload you into the system, and now you can get a QR code that will be used all over the EU. And that's nice. Well, it but makes it, if you're traveling in, in Europe, that's a big deal. But I guess my thing is, yes, you're giving us the perspective of the traveling person. Yeah. For we're, Americans. We're traveling in, Americans. In America. No one cares. Well, that's because Americans don't think outside of their bubble. But I also don't think Americans care about France. No. I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I, I don't think Americans care about Spain either. But also, I mean, if you keep going down the list, I don't think Americans care about anybody in Europe. I don't think Americans care about anything, anyone but themselves. But Americans, exactly. Because they're so, so... So this idea that all of a sudden it just came out in the news, oh no, France is angry. Who fucking Who cares? cares? France is angry. It's like, it's so like France what? is angry at everything. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's not true. You just made that up out of nowhere. Every time I hear something about France, they're angry at someone or no, someone's no, no. angry at France, the, the citizens of France being mad about a situation in France... Is not the same as France being angry at the U.S. 
Yes, they have. The they have. Government seems like somebody's angry at them for doing something. Like Egypt or where was who was yeah, angry? The Muslims at, were. The Muslim were world was angry, angry at Macron because that was a, quite a ways yeah. ago. Yeah, but that, that was that was the last thing I heard about France. I think that was like three years. No, ago. it was not. Well, it, but we, were in we were in Egypt. We were in Egypt when that happened. Because we were sitting there like, oh no, we're not going to be he able to get our cheese. He said, "Yeah, and the <laughs> we're butter. Not be, we're not yeah, going to get our cheese. Yeah, that was the worry. Or the butter. Yeah. Oh boy. In a country that imports everything, I don't think they can afford to they stop had, importing. But they had stopped for a, a bit uh, importing know, the stuff. You know what they did? They <laughs> just, right. they just no, they just left it on the dock. They didn't stop importing it because they couldn't stop the trade. I mean, it was still on the boats. It was yeah. all. It was already coming. But that happened while we were in Egypt. Because we were concerned about our cheese and our butter. We were concerned there, man. Yeah. The t-shirts write themselves. Oh, we have Camembert and Brie We were concerned Aldi. about our cheese. I'm going to do like a Brie thing with the puff pastry and the jam. Okay, uh, you can't have side conversation. Okay. We, you got to tell the people. What are you talking about here? So Start quickly, quickly. Stuff. We, went to, we went to Aldi. And it's the first time I've actually been in an Aldi since before we left. And I used to shop there all the time. And when we were there... When we were there, it's like all neat and like it's all fancy and fresh stuff. And (laughs) it was just a totally different layout than what I was used to. And experience. And, but they had, they had brie and camembert and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do the puff pastry with the jam and the brie and And I can't even, wine. I'm so excited. They do need to up their, they do need to up their vegan game though because they only have like made frozen patty stuffs. Yeah. Processed. So, all the up your vegan game. You could get the impossible stuff. You could get the beyond stuff. People will buy it from you. I think we have to go to... We're going to have to go to Meyer. And... I'd okay, be okay with some tofu. I, they didn't even have tofu. They didn't even have tofu. So, I'm going to send this out to Just Egg when you post this video we're gonna just egg right okay don't worry don't wait on the posting of the video this is an audio only thing that'll go out today okay just egg what in the hell so we have several stores that that say that they carry the stuff is that the subject to your email yeah what the hell what the hell so we have several stores in our area that advertise that they carry your product we go to the store, it will say this product is on sale, and the product is never there. We've been here since May 27th. We have not found the product in these stores yet. In Meyer. And. Well, Fresh the- Time has it. But Meyer has the, the sure. item for $3.99. That's their normal price. I think you should tweet. I think I'll tweet. But Meyer has it for three ninety nine. That's their normal price. But Fresh Time, it's seven ninety nine for a bottle of vegan egg. Just eight dollars. It's we one to, meal. We want to buy your product. We you want always to sponsor us and send us things. And we got two vegans now. Half half of the eaters are vegan. And I love that stuff for baking. And I made a quiche, and you guys killed it. And Keegan keeps asking me for a quiche. Because I made it with the just egg, but I can't find it or I can't afford eight dollars. It costs sixteen dollars to make a quiche, minimum, just for the egg stuff. How 
how many, how many, uh, maybe we need to make one quiche and sell another to afford the quiche. Well, that would be 24, so quiche, so 32, on the street. that'd be a minimum of $32 just for the egg stuff. I'm a well, quiche peddler. Street quiche. Street quiche. I think you need to do a commercial for street quiche. I don't think so. Your brain is already working on how to do street quiche. You have a, could you imagine the guy with the long coat and he opens up the coat and he's got little packages of quiche in there? (laughs) See, my, my thing is just like, it wouldn't work, but to have just the pie tin sort of hanging in the coat, (laughs) it wouldn't work because everything, I don't know how you'd keep it from you have to have like fake quiches just to show we could have the little there. the little tin the little quiche or the, the little, yeah. little baby ones yeah in little pockets all down the inside like the shoe holders where the yeah. clear yeah. things and you have the little quiche in there and be like i got i got vegan quiche you got all your i quiche got regular needs. quiche i got all your quiche oh you're a vegan let me switch to my left side that's right um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you our our thing. I, I I guess we'll let Karen talk about her favorite, our Whiskey Shine Friday infusions. Bangal tea. Woo! That was on fire. It was so good. So 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 good. So Bengal tea. Bengal tea and in the eighty proof PBR. When I say PBR, it's Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR five second whiskey, which is essentially moonshine. Yeah. Um, oh god, it was so good. I want a whole bottle of that. Now you did not like the shine by itself. I did not like the shine by itself. It was really funky. It was not. I mean, it it kind of had a sweet taste to it, but but you didn't like it. They had a funk. But you didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. But, but the Bengal tea in it, oh my gosh. So we had the Bengal tea, the coffee, peaches and cinnamon, and pumpkin spice. Um, I think what we came up with was the the cinnamon. The amount of cinnamon was just way too much. Uh, but, so we, we're, we're going to get sticks for the next, the next go-round. And whatever we do, we're not going to use any ground cinnamon. I'll be right back. You cannot go get more things to drink. I have um, but the coffee. Um, those of you that like coffee and want to get drunk, um, like coffee. Basically, uh, I think we had it in there for what two weeks? I think wasn't it two weeks? I think, so. I think it was two weeks. Uh, yeah. It's coffee. It's it, it almost came out like um, like a cold brew. It was never hot, and it was never in hot water or anything. It was just a, a grounds in the new make or five second whiskey. And yes, it was coffee. That might be a really awesome. Uh, uh, what's it called? Chilled coffee drink. That might be a good one. You didn't add ice to it, did you? No, no I. We there. just did, all the tastings were at room temperature. No, nothing else. No, no, no temperature changes in anything. 
that might be a good one. That might be something that we need to try. You can't try it, but I can try. But it, it, it was it was 100% coffee. The um, cinnamon and peaches, I think uh, fresh peaches will be better. We're going to get more peach. It really had very little peach. Had a lot of sugar, a lot of syrup, but not a lot of peach. So uh, we're going to try something else, try some other things. We'll see how those go. Um, but that's what we did on the Whiskey Shine Friday. If you want to check that out and find the Whiskey Shine Friday, head on over to the Patreon. What's the Patreon? Patreon.com slash the traveling bars. Check out check us out there to get to to, to definitely check out the, the, the whiskey shine because we we've reviewed a few whiskeys and some shine and Karen had an episode which was awesome. So was not awesome. a lot of a lot of stuff happens over there as well. We that's our Patreon exclusive content. Um Alright, what else we got? Oh my We've got, oh boy, uh, the new stuff on Etsy. Lots of stuff going up on Etsy. Um, I still got to get you and Keegan's art on there. Um, but some of the stuff that we've made, um, the, the photos and everything, have gone on to the Etsy. So, please, check out the, the Fars Cars Etsy because, man. You got it your first. It's serious. It's okay. getting serious first corporate order this week we're we're working on our first our first uh business to business order something large that we can we can get out there and and some marketing materials is what it comes down to be essentially using the corporate logo and throwing it on on different things um which is basically what we want to be doing anyway outside of our crafting side of the forest cards or raggedy tees because we have to get to the raggedy tees part yeah, of this whole deal. We need the press. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still we're still gearing up for that. Good we've got cheese. designs. The designs are over on the spreadsheet, so we've already got the designs. We what we need is the press, so that then we can buy the shirts and then do it in house. Sell sell our designs and paint them or tie dye them or Couldn't whatever. You technically, do. Just have the forest cards spread shop, or not forest cards, the raggedy tees spread shop, and just have the designs, and then they deal with all the printing. And no, stuff? it's there. That's there. That's exactly what we have. Then why do we need to make our own shirts? Because then we'll have more control over it, and we can like, if somebody goes to Etsy, we would now make it, and spread shop doesn't get a cut. Right, because they get a big cut. But they're also dealing with all... They're doing everything. Right. They're doing the processing of the card. They're doing the materials. They're making the thing. They're doing the shipping. All we're doing on the spread shop is providing the design. So and they're buying all the materials yeah, and stuff. Everything. Yeah. Everything. So, if we want to bring that in-house, which we do, we got to be able to make it. We've already had an inquiry about doing t-shirts. We've actually had a couple of them. You see what I mean? We've got designs. We we have the knowledge. We can do it. It's just right now we don't have the the equipment to do it. That spider is like yellow. Yeah, I took a picture of him. Interesting. All right. Um, college football, NFL football. What are you guys thinking? I'm been in, watching. I'm enjoying been into the it? football. 
I watched a snippet of the, Oh no. I watched a snippet of the Packers Lions game, but why would you watch a Lions anything? It was Packers and Lions. It was Monday Night Football. Yeah. I just I had gone downstairs. That's why you watch. It's Monday Night Football. I had just gone downstairs. I don't really have any opinions on any particular team. Yes, you do. What about your Eagles? What are you I, talking about? I missed their whole game. I didn't even watch it. Okay, you know they play every Sunday, right? The Eagles don't play every Yeah, Sunday. they do. Every team plays on Sunday. Unless they have a bye week. Which is a week off. Yeah, everybody plays on Sunday. Just like in college, for the most part, everybody plays on Saturday. Unless it's special or whatever. So it's all day? Or the, NFL, the NFL is Sunday. Essentially from 1 through that last night game. Okay. Um, and then what you get to see depends on where you live in the country. But they're all playing. Um, and then Monday night, of course, you get one game. And on Thursday, there's a game. Okay? So you get a Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Those are the NFL days. Your college game day is literally Saturday. Unless it's something special. Um, like what happened at the beginning of the season when there was just a bunch of games multiple days because there was no other football. Um... But what I'm thinking about here is the uh, the COVID impact. These crowds at these games of like normal crowds. I don't really see masks hardly at all. Right. Uh, when looking at the fan, looking at the crowds, I don't know what any particular schools. I know that um, like at Tuskegee, they they said that you can't go to games unless you're part of the student body or the staff. So you. You're not, not able to regular game. Not even if you're vaccinated, you can't go to games. And homecoming is is same way. So that being the case, but that's not happening in like Michigan. They're still got 106,000 people out there. You know what I'm saying? They're still packing the stadiums. I wonder if I, I'm hoping not, but could this be the beginning of the next super spreader event? Is the NFL and and college football seasons? And how do you protect yourself against that? I mean, didn't you say it that it went from a what is it? A pandemic to endemic. Yeah. Wait, what's an epidemic? An epidemic is what happens inside of your country. Then when it spreads and goes across the world, that's a pandemic. And then when it's just always with you, like the cold or the flu, Uh it's an endemic. Is it an endemic now? I think so. Yeah, we've passed that point. So because of the vaccines and stuff? No, no, no. It's an endemic because it's not going away. It's, It's killing... It's killing... Lots of people, and it's mutating, and it's just not going anywhere for all kinds of different reasons in every particular... Every individual country has its reasons why, but it's just not going anywhere. It's just not leaving. In other words, the numbers didn't go, like, up and plateau, and then start coming down. It's like it's just going up and up, and it's just kind of hanging. It's just there. 
we're we we are we're, we're soon we're not going to be I have a feeling we're not going to be talking about COVID. We're not even going to be using the word anymore. We're just going to say, I just don't feel well. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and for those... Well, we still say, yo, I have a cold or... or yeah, we have a cold. Or but... You say I have the flu. But we, we don't, you, we don't think of those things as invaders. Mm. We still think of COVID as an invasion. Um, being attacked by... I read a story. Not this something week. you catch. I read a story this week from a doctor at Vanderbilt University Hospital, and this woman came in five months pregnant. She had COVID. She was admitted to the ICU, and she was refusing any COVID treatment because she didn't believe COVID was real. And the doctor said to her, "When you get this to this point, it doesn't. You know, you're." Basically, you're going to die, especially if you don't let us treat you. And she, she wouldn't let him treat her. And he said, "I don't Why want." Why were they there? Why were they there? I don't know. Because she, she didn't believe she had COVID. Um, but he said, "I don't want you to think that this is a like. This is unusual. This is what we deal with every day. People who refuse to get vaccinated. People who still believe that it's a hoax." And they're, they're dying, and then the, at this point, like, these pregnant women are killing their babies, too, because she was five months pregnant, and the baby couldn't live if it was born at that point, and she wouldn't make it a couple more weeks for them to be able to save the baby. And he said, you know, this is just, it's criminal what's happened politically, that these people are, have it's been politicized and polarized to the point where people are dying because they they think we're all against them. Look, I, I, it almost feels like Trump was a was a uh, a sleeper agent for getting rid of dumb Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about it like if he. If he were held responsible for the deaths caused in this country because of his incompetence, it's 640,000 people at this point. I don't even think he was incompetence, though. He said he knew he was lying. It's on then tape. That's the, but that's then not that's incompetence, incompetence, then. That's a choice. He, he made a choice to... It's just like what he, he said before. He murdered those people. Well, it's just like what he said before. It, you know, if I was going to run for president, I'd run for president as a Republican because Republicans are stupid. Yeah, he said it on Oprah. You see what I'm saying? So if that's the case, then these are calculated. That's why I never could get behind the Trump stupid thing. He is stupid. I don't think he is. Just like I don't think George W. Bush was stupid. I think they were. they had made a calculation based on the facts that they had. And they made a decision that maybe nobody else would want to make. Mm-hmm. But they made that decision with facts. They had the information. They chose to go down a certain road. Yeah. Just like when, when COVID was early on uh, last year. And I kept saying, they're going to wait for herd immunity. They're not going to, they're just not going to take it, take any kind of action. Yeah. They're just going to let it, let it ride and we weren't thinking about um, variants yeah, at that point. See, variants. we weren't talking about that. So we were talking, looking at it like it was one thing that 
yes, once people start getting it, some people will die, and the rest of the people, they looked at it like um, survival of the fittest. Yeah. Those that stay alive will be okay, and they'll they'll be immune, and their children will then not necessarily be immune, but they will be able to fight it more effectively, and they won't die from it. And those are the chosen ones. You know, and some people have that kind of worldview. So I think they made that decision. The problem was when it was lots of Republicans were dying from it, and then they started trying to say, oh, you can treat it with this, or you can treat it with that. And then they were giving them bad information, lots of mixed signals, and... Go ahead and drink bleach. Then, you know, they're, it's like a culling of the herd at that point. They're yeah. literally taking out their base. Yep. And, you know, I'm sure that there are some people, especially uh, liberals or, or independents... Or Democrats that are like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, people. You know, because one less voter is just that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it. it we shouldn't be at this point, but you know, the same people that discount the science um, of the vaccines are discounting it using science. I don't know how that makes sense. Like, even in their own brain, like, how can they say, this, I can't trust, but I trust that cell phone, or that computer, or the internet, or the vitamin. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you trust all the other things that that one thing you're singling out as, that's the not trustworthy thing? Uh, Okay, okay, move along. But I do agree with what a lot of people are saying is if you chose, made that choice, then you should, then that should doom you to no treatment. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have a situation where other people like they get into an accident in or their city. Right. They, they can't get treatment because the people that didn't believe that this thing was real are taking up beds. They shouldn't be able to take up beds. Nope. You know? Why is it that the person that normally would have just been fine having the heart attack and going to the hospital, they can be treated, sent home within a day or so? Why? Why? Why do they have to be? Why do they have to die? They got the vaccine. You want to talk about fairness? That seems very much not fair. Yeah. All right, I got another happy topic for you. So, we've got border agents whipping Haitians. Now, I said this was going to happen. It happened. I said that it was going, that once people started paying attention to the video evidence, they were going to see that these guys had really long reins on their horses And now the conversation is, they weren't whipping them. They didn't have whips. But if I'm hitting you with the reins, I'm sort of doing the same thing with the same intent. Now, I think the other side of this is, while everybody knows that in certain parts of of the United States, being on horseback makes way more sense than being in some other kind of vehicle. No kidding. Okay, I... I can't really argue that. That's just the way it is. It's just that people don't live 
that don't live in those places really don't like people like here in Michigan. They're not really seeing a lot of people on horseback. Well, I guess it depends on where you live. Yeah, it depends on where you live, but they're not seeing it as a as a way of like policing or border control or any, they're not people on horseback. There, it's just not a thing. I remember I used to see uh, guys on horseback in St. Louis. They had horses yeah. uh, that stayed out in I think Forest Park, and then they had, of course, the Clydesdales. So the Budweiser Clydesdales, the famous ones. Yes, their stables were ridiculously big. Um, but yeah, okay, I get that. Some cities have mounted police, and a lot of cities do. But for the most part, most people are not just encountering mounted police officers anymore. Um, but in that part of the country, it kind of does make sense to have horse because there's just some places, especially if you're going along our border, you're probably not going to get there in a car. Oh, you definitely. You may not be able to get there in a truck. In any border, like the north or the south. Yeah, it's 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 going to be, or you might need to be in a boat. Right. Especially in the north, you know. So okay. So I can't I can't argue with you know, being on horseback, but the optics of a a man on a horse hitting black bodies with something with that leather strap. looks like. A whip. Um, I mean, that should like be automatic dismissal. I mean, you don't even ask questions. You're on tape. Bye-bye. It, it was nice knowing you. No, you don't get your pension. See ya. Right. Move along. Go go, go back to that community college and get that next set of training and do another thing. You know, because why would you make that decision now? The underlying side of this, the reason why these people would think it was normal and good and okay to do this to these people is because we have a different policy towards Haitians than we do everybody else that tries to come into the United States. Why aren't people talking about that? Because they don't know that policies exist. Well, of course they know that that there's different immigration policies. No, but they don't know, like, you keep talking about the wet-dry thing. Wet foot, dry foot? They don't... Nope. I, don't, I, I would ask... I bet if we asked every single person on this block if they've ever heard of that policy... Do you have, know what wet foot, dry foot is? They would have no clue. Okay. But do you know that once someone gets to land in the United States, they can... They can... Um, claim asylum. Claim asylum or... What's the other thing that you can do? Refugee? It's not just, yeah, refugee status. Like, they know that that's part of our immigration policy but in the United States. But I don't think they know what the they is, it. and they don't know how it happens. I agree. 100%. But the people on the news do. Yeah. Well, I would hope. They do. They know what, what these things are. They know that our immigration policies are not the same for Haitians as they are, say, Dominicans. Or Cubans. Looking at you, Miami. Um, Why do we have a different policy towards Haiti? Has anybody really asked that question? I'm I'm really only talking to those of you listening to the podcast. Because, yeah, I asked that question long ago. And I got the answer long ago. But why 
Why the anger towards Haiti? If you don't know the answer to that question, you need to go find out why the United States has had a policy going back what, five, six or more presidents against why? Haiti. Why? You don't know why? You gotta look it up. Oh, I don't want to look it up. I don't want to do research. Haiti has the only black population in the Americas that fought for its freedom and won against a European power. It is the only one. It is the reason why um, we get the Louisiana Purchase. Because that land was owned by France. And France lost to Haiti. And Napoleon said, you know what? We're done with this. We're done with these Americas. And pulled back. Because he was already fighting a war in Europe. He couldn't keep that going in the Americas against Haitians, which were slaves at the time. So against Haitians and against the Americans wanting to push our border west and um, fighting, I think, in probably against England in Canada at the same time, even if it wasn't a declared war, it was they were probably battling over border there and then fighting as well in Europe. So it's like, ah, no, no, no. We got, that, that's enough of this. Y'all do what y'all do. We're staying over here. And that's what happened. But Haiti has been punished and had to pay France back for beating them. You do get that. Why? Haiti had to pay reparations Why did they to, have to France. Why did they have to? Because they were forced by the world to pay back France for beating France. Hello? Huh? Hello, McFly? telling you if you don't know any of this you need to look it up there is a reason why Haiti has been treated the way it's been treated by all of the western powers because it's the only one it's the only slave state that won and they've been punished ever since and America has been part of that punishment ever since even though we don't get a third of this country without them right because Louisiana Purchase wasn't just the state of Louisiana it was Louisiana and then a swath that went all the way up into almost into Canada of land alright um that's your history lesson my suggestion <laughs> oh god my suggestion is um if you have thoughts on what's going on with immigration in America, because a lot of people say, you know, stay where you are, don't come here. You know, Haiti has had, what, they just had a, didn't they just have an earthquake? They had an earthquake and a coup all in the same time. Right. Mm. The president And didn't a hurricane just come through there as well? Yeah. Didn't it? Didn't it just yeah. happen? All, all around the same yeah. few The weeks? president was assassinated. 
So it's not really safe for them to go home, but we just sent them there. And we don't have, they don't have a government, they don't have buildings to live in, they don't have infrastructure because of the devastation and the government, so we're sending them back to die? Yeah, we, no, we're, 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 we, we definitely sent them back. So there is a, uh, I don't know, this, this is where the... You can be part of political parties and all that stuff, but but this is America being America. Mm-hmm. And however you happen to feel about this, you better get on your congressmen and senators because this is not going to bode well across the board for a lot, a lot of the things that Americans want to do especially when you're talking about travel and all this other stuff because it it well we saw that when COVID hit like because of the way the United States handled their portion of the pandemic it affected Americans abroad sure it affected it affected our jobs that's why we're here we couldn't get to where we wanted to be even though we hadn't lived here for you know nine years at that point because we held that passport we were now lumped in with the rest right and we couldn't we That's couldn't move about the world. Privilege, right? <laughs> Our blue passport privilege was revoked. No, the no, privilege we had was the privilege. revoked. No, the privilege was take your ass back to the U.S. Yeah, because we don't want you here. Right, and it just gave I think a lot of countries the ability to be like, yeah, now we can get them out. We can get them out without having to really do anything. Like we're not going to pay a political. We're not going to pay a political price. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to pay a, a price for this. Yeah. Um, now, granted, coming back is probably the best because then we could get vaccinated and we can get all those things that we couldn't have got abroad and all that stuff. Or we would have waited to the end of the line or whatever. And, you know, then there's potential of sickness and death and all the other stuff that goes along with that. So, all right. Um, I don't know. Talk to your Cuban friends. Ask them why, why does America, why America should treat Haiti the way they do. Next on my list. You know, you never. You didn't even do it. Don't do it now. But you didn't do it. See, this is what happens when he's off his game. (sighs) Hashtag no more apathy. It's my new hashtag. For what? Life. Oh, sure. (laughs) You said sure. I want everybody to use no more apathy. Hashtag no more apathy on everything. Because you know what? This is why we don't have nice things. Americans think they have nice things, but they don't realize that a lot of things they have are superficial. Uh, When it comes to policies, laws, um, the way things happen inside of the United States, a lot of the stuff that happened that's not good, um, they happen because we, we allow it. Because we just don't say anything about it. Or, you know, it's it's some family member. Or, you know, it's in a, com- in, a, in a community. But it's not in all communities. So, we don't... We tend not to want to air our dirty laundry. And I have a segment. New segment. Airing of dirty laundry. Because we don't want to be apathetic anymore. So, we're going to start... A, we're going to start dealing with some of these issues um, 
and then start trying to find ways to actually bring bring about the change that we already know needs to be. All these really smart, talented tenthers um, that are just sitting silently, not doing things because you know when they go to work, then they get the evil looks from from the the person that may not you know agree with them. We'll get into that in a second. So, no more apathy. Hashtag, no more apathy. Do it! You, you, get, you, you don't have thoughts? You, you look like you have thoughts over there. You have thoughts? Karen? I do. Because you've been on this all week about black folks and their apathy. But we also have to stop this mentality of mind your business. But that's that. That's part of the apathy. It is, and but it's it's a mentality that is passed down. It's it's a mentality that's passed down. This thing of what happens in these walls stays in these walls, and yeah. you know, we have to stop it. I agree. But there's a there's a danger in some of that that people are not willing to take uh, or to face. Like the reason why. I didn't, I wasn't more aggressive with my complaints about my former position was because I didn't want it to affect our home life. Did yeah, because today, things that happen at work don't necessarily stay at work. Right. Especially and, with social media. And when you live and in the community <laughs> in which you work, and the, the community members work where you work, and your neighbors work where you work, and then you come and you say, this is a messed up workplace, and these things are wrong, and these are illegal, and you're not you're not doing the things you need to do, and it's unsafe. And I'm outside of the community. No, you're actually not. Your official, um, uh, what is it called? Address. has been this address all along, so you have not been outside of the community. No, no, no. You've been a part of. I- Sorry. Technically. My melanin deficiency. <laughs> Lack of melanation. Puts me outside. What are you talking of about? You got the community. same problem, boy. No, he doesn't. Hey, he got a little. He he's got deficient, a little, but he he's got not little, as he got deficient. A little, he got a little freckled, but, you know, he ain't really, you know. Um, I'm lightening up now that I'm <laughs> yeah, not you in are. the sun. We could, we just flip, we'll just lay you out there. We'll flip you over every couple hours. But, but that puts me That's in in much. most folks' minds. It puts me outside of the community. So, like a burger. Like this week, I had I in August I had uh, reached out to the community center who is uh, starting a doula program, and they're offering doula classes, which I really want to take doula classes, and I want to become a certified doula. Um, but I reached out to them to find out more about the classes. And this week, I finally got a response um, saying that the, the classes are only for women of color. And and community, and they have to be in the community. But I've been in this community, technically, for 10 years. Okay, but you're not. But I'm not a woman of not, color. So, being in the community. So, okay. that means that the, the, pro, the community program doesn't meet the needs of all of the community. No, but that no, that's not what that means. That yes, means the, that they they whatever funding they got and is only including one group. 
Well, that's not any different than saying we're giving business grants to women. That's not any different. It's not any different. It's I mean, I don't have different. a, I don't have, I, I, that I don't have an issue with. Well, I think I, the wording of the email made me feel like I ha, okay, so it's, it's for women of color. This, the classes are for women of color. I get that. I don't, I'm not upset about that, but the, the service itself, the way she worded the email made it sound like the service itself was only for women of color, but in this community, there are more than just women of color. I know, but that's not the point. The and point they is they, they only got money for one group. And that's a problem. That oh, if you're you're a, saying that they shouldn't have, have funded their thing with should, that kind of limitation. Right. They oh, well, that's different. If you're working for the community, then you include all of the community, not just a small portion Well, of I it. mean, in, 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 well, you, but you'd have to have more people wanting to use that service. You couldn't have, and I have a feeling, you couldn't have one. Right. Well, so you'd have to have, you'd have to have... You um, could apply uh, for higher, multiple grants. No, no, no. I'm saying you have to have a higher percentage of interested people that were more diverse than going there and saying, we want to do this too. Yeah. That's what would have to happen in order then for them to go, okay, we're going to take the time and the effort to write grants to get the money so that then you're now included in this particular program yeah. type thing. And some but of these if programs... you don't have the, But if you don't have the participation, how, why would you write the grant that way? I don't know, because she said to me in the email, if you know of any women of color who are interested in these classes, please send them to us. But maybe you might have been the only person. Because how would anybody know about it? I don't know. Right. Right now, maybe they, maybe they, there's no, I mean, I haven't seen anything. You see anything at the door about potential classes? No, I right. see nothing. So if you haven't seen anything, then how would anybody else have seen something? The only reason I knew was because, um... Aaron had received an email that said, hey, just so you know, there was a staff, all staff email, saying just so you know, uh, the community center has absorbed this, this doula group that had been renting a space, and so now we're going to have a doula group for the community. And so that's why I reached out and was like, hey, I want to know more about this. You know, are you offering classes? Are you offering certification? How do I become a part what of this? Was this before or after you decided to leave that same work environment? It was after. Right. But it was a month after. Why does that matter? That she finally responded. No, 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 no. Why you, were you still working there? No. Or were you not working? I was there? not working there. Right. So, most likely, people, y'all know what I'm about to say, uh-huh. most likely, um, you got the response you got because this is how they do things at this particular place, and that's why, because if they wanted you to be a part of it, they would find a way for you to be a part of it, because if it meant maybe you had to pay something, yeah, that would have just been put on the table. This grant, we wrote a grant that's for this, but we would still want your participation. You might have to pay $5 a session or okay. whatever, you know? And because the, getting, getting the information out into the, into the community is what's important. Mm-hmm. How you're paying for them to get that information 
oh, that can, that can be worked out in multiple different ways. Yeah. They just chose not to take any avenue. Yeah. Okay. So that had to, that's a personal thing, yep. not a business thing. Right. Because what you would want is more participation, not less. Right. Right. Which says to me, they really, they, they didn't want you there. Sure. Well, that's not okay. That's, that's not where okay. the problem comes in. And that's why contacting board members, people that are ultimately responsible for programs like this inside of black communities, this is why we can't have any more apathy. Because, see, inside of black communities, we tend to hide these kinds of problems inside of organizations, either by not saying anything, uh, by leaving and not addressing anything, uh, by making sure that no one from outside of the com- outside of black folks uh, ever shows up because black folks will stay quiet. They don't want to feel like they're snitching, which is stupid. Um, and that's that's where the that's where the issues come in because as soon as somebody comes from the outside and goes, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on here?" Then it's, oh, we got to get them out of here. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to me. But that's what happens everywhere. That's not just you. That is an apathetic problem Mm -hmm. because the people that are then doing stuff that they're not supposed to do or they're not following the rules that that were laid out for them or they're not doing the job that that they were charged with doing, all of those things are happening and someone's protecting them. That's the thing of with Trump and all the other people that have been like R. Kelly is a great example of that. Yep. He was enabled. All these people yep. are being enabled by the other people to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Why do we enable people in the black community to be pedophiles and bad managers and you know uh, embezzlers? Yeah, people embezzling money from organizations that might be nonprofits that are supposed to be for the community. Why do we let, you know, people in churches, priests, ministers do what they do and and everybody stays silent? You know, why do we do that? Why do we protect them? You know, but when you're on your job and you take a pen from your job, now you got a whole bunch of tattletailers running behind you saying that you steal from the job. You see? I, 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 it's just not, it's just, uh, it doesn't make sense to me that that's where we are. You know, the person that's actually doing bad things, hurting multiple people or an entire community all at once, they're, they're seeing, you know, or like Trump, you know, 600,000 dead. Ah, that's, that's ah, not a big deal. But the person that, you know, went to their personal email on their work computer, oh, they must be fired right now. Right. Right. So, you know, no more apathy. Hashtag, no more apathy. I tweeted it. I posted it. Every day, no more apathy. Let's start talking about these communities. Let's start talking about things in our communities. Let's start talking about the problems that need to be fixed. It's time to air the dirty laundry, people. And I got some dirty laundry right here. What is it? All right, so our patron... uh, We were having a conversation yesterday about giving. 
um, giving to our alma maters and trying to figure out why why HBCUs are not getting that alumni money that PWIs get. And we started with um, PWIs are predominantly white institutions. I guess I've heard it so often. They... <laughs> I didn't even think people didn't know what it was. They are constantly putting out newsletters. Monthly, you get a monthly or a quarterly letter saying I get this money. almost every other, I would say either weekly or bi-daily. Every other day. I get Umsel? something from UMSL. University of Missouri-St. Louis. Now that's where I graduated uh, from. And... Honestly, I'm not so big on giving money to UMSL, but if if I started thinking about the, the, the different universities I went to, they're the only ones that are hitting me up. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it so often that I'm always thinking about them. And, you know, I did graduate from there. Maybe I should help people in the English program there or in the liberal arts program or, you know, make them part of a giving strategy you know only because they're constantly sending in out stuff they have a drive I get something to let me know um Tuskegee on the other hand I've never gotten anything from Tuskegee asking for anything I have from Spring Arbor on occasion but it's very rare I'm not I'm not sure why and I don't think it's a small university problem because I think even small universities uh, predominantly white universities don't really have this problem they have a problem maybe with getting but they don't have a problem with asking no spring over to ask Um, I just don't get stuff but it seems like black colleges also known as HBCUs um, I think it's the ask that is distasteful mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not going to ask for money because we don't need your money but, they do need but you the money. do need the money and you should be asking but so I wanted to ask you how do you think Students who go to predominantly white universities see giving to the university that they went to. How do you think they view that? It's just part of it. Keep going. It's part of the. You're usually proud of the university where you, you attended and, and graduated, and you want to continue to support programs there. So. Even if you just give $50 a year, that might help with a scholarship or, you know, whatever. It's just part of, of being there or have, that, that you have been there. 
Now, Spring Harbor University can choke on a satchel of Richards as far as I'm concerned, but... Why? They don't have good programs? Um... It is a breeding ground for racism, misogyny. Why? It just is. It's a Christian university. It's You're telling me all Christian universities no, have this problem? I don't know. I haven't been to all of them. I've only oh, been to on. that one. You're telling me that Christian universities... You're telling me religious... I mean, it's a conservative university in a conservative area. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be conservative? That... My experiences there it, were beyond it, conservatism. Is it serving the community that it's in? No. In its outlook. I in the way that it it, it it does education, is it doing what the people in that area want? I don't know anymore. I haven't lived in that area for 20 Back years. Back when but you did. No. No. A lot of people saw it as a hindrance. It was a hindrance By to growth. Hindrance? Yeah, so the the Spring Arbor University is in the the little town of Spring Arbor, and because the university was there, it was a dry place. You couldn't buy condoms. You couldn't do a lot of things there. What does dry place mean? Like no alcohol. Thank you. Um, but and it was dry because place. of you the said university. Dry place. I was like tumbleweeds. I don't know if it's a city or a town or a it, village or it, whatever it, it is. It really doesn't matter. But street. And a lot of the residents didn't like the fact that the university made had so much influence over how they could live in that area. Now, if they wanted to go out to Jackson, for example, and buy alcohol and bring it back, that was fine. But you couldn't buy it there. You couldn't buy condoms there, which is dangerous that you can't buy condoms. It's not dangerous for those abstaining from sex. <sighs> nope. Ah! Oh boy. Here um, we go. I you, couldn't buy, you couldn't get birth control at the but pharmacy. Okay, okay. I, I really don't want this conversation about Spring Arbor. I don't but care about Spring Arbor. But that what, was... I, what I do care about is, do they ask you for money? Yeah, they don't have a problem with that. Would, now you're even if you pretty went there clear once you're not going to give them money. But Never. do you think that people do? Yes, I know that they do. Private university asking those that have Private. gone. Did you graduate from this university? I did not. And but they're still asking you for money, right? And their tuition is extremely high. Okay, but they have to be high because it's a private university. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not getting federal funds. No. Okay, so. Um, does Spring Arbor have, have, um, an endowment? I'm sure that they do. You don't know. I don't know. Um. So you're not sure. Well, I'll I'll ask the Google. But when I was, when I I attended, they weren't a university yet. They were still a college. I don't think you have to be a university to have an endowment. I don't think you have to be a school to have an endowment. Um, okay. Yes, so my, they do. So my thing is, black colleges and universities aren't even doing what Spring Arbor does. 
They have a 19, as of 2019, they had a 19.2 million endowment. See what I mean? And uh, a question that came up in our conversation was, where are the black college and universities endowments? And I don't know people. Where are they? Why why hasn't one been started at each one of these universities? Um, where is the... Why are we not demanding of our universities, those of us that are alumni, and those of us that graduated from these universities, why are we not demanding that these things be in place? And we still have continued our conversation and basically what I came up with was we don't trust these universities like we don't trust the administration of the university to take the money that we give them and do what they say they're going to do with it um why because black folks don't trust black folks and so if I go and I if I give take my $50 like you were talking about and I send it off to UMSL, I pretty much expect they're going to use that money for something at UMSL. Now, if I'm able to earmark that money because of their system, I can maybe put it toward the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, or, you know, toward engineering, or toward the computers, or whatever. I might be able to say I want it to go towards athletics, or whatever I want to... You know, most schools allow some flexibility there to say I, I really want this to go over here or maybe it goes to you know allowing students to afford school or books for a student or whatever not having that kind of trust means that you're you're never going to give wholeheartedly like a lot of money you're not going to really ever give anything because you think that this is just going to go in someone's pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to go toward the thing that you're actually putting your money toward. If I do a drive, right, and I get all these people to uh, give $20 a piece, and the school gets, you know, a few thousands of dollars, and all of a sudden somebody is now driving a new car... The assumption is that they took that money and bought that new car. Like, it didn't go to the university. It didn't go where it was supposed to go so that the... And they, because, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like the Baptist building fund. Right. They always build it. (laughs) It's always a building fund, but ain't nothing getting built. Okay. Um, It's the same idea, you know, because we don't, we're not seeing it. So I think the messaging about what has like what positive thing that has happened due to your donations that's also not going out so you're not getting the information so even if even if that money that got brought in was for groundskeeping like now we can bring in another person to help keep the grounds nice and it looks beautiful now or maybe it's just able to be maintained better than what it was See, those are all things that are really important to tell people, but they don't want to tell people because they want to act like it just, it just got done. You know, it's right, like, it's no, 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 magic. you actually have to tell people this is where your money went, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, there's a reason why the roads in the campus don't look all messed up. Because this is where your money went. Right. When I go to the campus, I should be able to walk around there and either get something that's written or see something on their website or have had a newsletter or something that tells me as an alumnus of that institution I should be able to be able to say I gave my money and it went toward that not I have to buy a brick that has my name on it and it goes over there now I can see I bought a brick okay great but not not that you know I want to know that yes I put money aside that I made and I gave it to the university for the athletics program and this is what that got done with that money that's what's important. And I don't think, I really don't believe black folks trust these universities to do this and then to be transparent about what they did with the money. Um, I think Tuskegee had on the table for a while, Bill Cosby was going to give a bunch of money to the athletics program back in the day, back in the 90s. And it never happened. As far as I know, he never gave the money because he wanted to earmark it toward the athletics program. I think he wanted it to go toward the, the the track and the football field and, you know, to make a... I think it was to go toward a, a better, like a more stadium-like mm. situation. Um, I don't remember what the actual plans were at this point, but I think it was toward the athletics which everybody knows that when the athletics, and I, just like I was telling you, when the athletics go up, more people want to come, which generates more income. But if you don't have a place for those people to come to, you know, it, it all feeds on itself. You get better athletics, you get better facilities for the athlete. You can attract better athletes you can win more stuff thus attracting more students who want to go to that school and be a part of the athletics that are at that school and it just keeps feeding on itself and that's how the PWIs a lot of them that's how they have the programs that they have that's why you have you know University of Michigan with the biggest stadium in the country <laughs> it's, that's how it happens you know and you have people that give directly toward the athletics. And people who give to Michigan. I would say if you are for, like an alumni of, of the University of Michigan, you are probably asked at least weekly to donate. Sure. And, and they, they do it. Sure. But the other side of it is people are giving by buying the sweatshirt and the t-shirt and, and the, the hats and, the and, the, and, the, and the, all the other and the stuff. You know, they're they're giving in all kinds of different ways. Why can't I walk into a store and get Tuskegee? No kidding. We've only ever done that here once. You know what I'm saying? That is, and, and it's really, uh, it's it's one of those things. It's like, why aren't, why isn't someone say at Tuskegee saying, oh, we have say alumnus that are in Michigan. I wonder if they have a company that makes t-shirts. 
right? Or could make stuff, and we could have them brand things and sell it up there because we want more people coming to our school from those places. See, the, I guess it's this small, it's this small-mindedness. This is where I was getting off on the uh, third-world ethnicities, um, because we're not looking at the like the needs of the school the needs of the school is we need a we need more butts in seats more people paying tuition but we're not going to we're going to wait for them to just arbitrarily come to our university in the summertime and bring 10 kids for the little school trips and you know expect to make our enrollment go up yeah while they're on a tour of maybe 15 to 20 universities like no that's not going to work. They need to have <coughs> someone in each state or a group of someone <coughs> in each state to represent the universities to then do that. I mean, how many how many college recruiters were at your at your high school when you were graduating? I have no idea. We had all the I didn't have I We would remember, have I don't, even I don't think I ever if there were, I don't think I ever went. We had lots of them. I knew where I was going, so I didn't need to. We had lots of them. But we didn't have any HBCUs. We didn't have... Well, see, that's the other problem is HBCUs, and and I was thinking about this when we were abroad. HBCUs are not marketing themselves toward the international students either. Nope. And some of the HBCUs might be better for some of those international students because then those students don't may not have to deal with the race problems right and all of the issues that go along with going to a predominantly white institution um going to a a, a going to a black college might be actually better for some of these students not just um academically but socially right um their mental health might really be Yeah, because they're all lot. trying to go to Harvard. They're all trying to go to white schools. Right, because they They're all, all trying know. to go to Ivy League schools because that's all they know, especially in places like China. But then those schools are picking and choosing the international students that they do take. Where are the rest of them going? To other white schools because they don't know about... They don't even know what black schools are. Right. <coughs> so, I don't know. I... I I, I think this is part of the dirty laundry that definitely needs to be aired this week. Um, what's going on? Why are you giving? Why are you not giving? Do you trust that the people at that at your university are going to do what needs to be done with the money that you do give them? Um, we didn't trust the university. My line, last time we gave money to the band, we didn't have it go through the school. We, we made sure that we gave our money to somebody that was in our group, our line, and then we took that money to the band and said, here. Because we didn't trust that the money would get to the band by giving it to the school. Okay? So, somehow, some way, I get the trust issues inside of the black community, but transparency will fix some of that. What do you think? What are your thoughts? You guys got any thoughts? While I get something to keep myself from dying? 
I don't have thoughts on. I have thoughts. You haven't been to university, so. But also, I, I wasn't here for most of the conversation. I was I was giving art advice. Art advice? Yeah. To your sister? Yeah. Because if you've seen any of the the Aaron's game chat, you'd know that I made a card game but I didn't have or I don't have all the art for the cards to make a full deck so to make that process faster I thought well Keegan and I can both do it you know we can both work on one thing and get it done faster because she likes lining and coloring. I absolutely hate lining and coloring. But she, her style is so different to yours. But that's that's what I want. Is her style? Not her style. I want her... I guess some of her style, but not... Like, I don't want her to remake the picture. I want her to take... You wanted a collaboration. A, yeah, I want her to take... A sketch, and then make it, you know, detail it, make it look how, however she thinks of, and then color it, and then I'll do the shading and all the final stuff, because... So you're going to relinquish some control? Not really, no. Um, See, that's the problem. You can't have collaboration if you don't relinquish some control. Well, you cannot do it. You can weigh it in either hand. It doesn't. It's not the same. You can't have collaboration if you aren't willing to relinquish some control. Yeah. And as a control freak, I know the struggle. But you can't ask someone to do something and then freak out if it isn't the way you saw it in your noodle. So you have to relinquish some of that control. Yeah. Sir. With the first floor problem. I never had that problem. Huh. I don't. You you aren't in control you aren't a control freak? No. I'm really not. I'm really not. I am. I am, I am overly pragmatic. I, I am okay with letting it all fall down. You are. <laughs> I am totally okay. I'm okay with being like, oh, so you want to do it that way? You think that's going to work? Okay, let's try it. I'm like that with some things, not with everything. I know, but uh, something that's not life and death... Why not try it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, why not? Like I said, I'm like that with some things. Just not with everything. Alright, what's next on your list? I got no more. That's it. I aired the dirty laundry for the week. Alright. I finished my book. Ah, book club time. 
It was not 13 books, it was only 10. Wait a minute, you didn't give time for the theme music for the book club. Did you send Daddy did you, the did, theme? No, I have gotten nothing you for the theme. Phone. I don't know how to do it. <clears throat> you don't know how to send things? I don't know how to, and not in the sound, or the garage band, and I don't know how to do that. I don't even garage band. I think it's share like everything else. Yep. All right, well, Aaron's a All right, go ahead. So I finished The Witching Hour, the compilation I was reading. Um, I got to the the 10th book uh, Friday night. And um, when I went to start reading it last night, I realized I've already read the book. I don't know why that, that one was in that that compilation labeled the way it was because it's actually part of the Tarot Witch series. Um, but I read the first two sentences and I was like, hey, I know this already. And so I finished the first chapter just to make sure. So I, I finished the book, which has officially put me at 89 books for the year. So you're going to be done with your 100 by tomorrow? No. <laughs> okay, so... Because I now wear the mask at night, um, I can't just pop my glasses on real quick and use my face ID thing to download things. So I had to like save books that I need to download because I went looking for new books to read last night because I've read almost everything in my my library. Uh-huh. So I don't have anything new for next next time so if anybody has any suggestions please comment below i need some suggestions comment below what wherever you post this you know that podcast people don't get to comment below yes they do they can go to the blueberry in their comments and they can comment on the facebook when you post this and they can comment yes, yes. yes. and the youtubes but, the YouTubes. But, they, but there's no comment below in the the, the podcast Blueberry. But they definitely need Facebook. to be um, uh, rating us, in especially the, yeah, the give iTunes. Us, give us a review. Or wherever wherever you can review, like wherever you listen, use that thing. Review. Tell us how bad we're doing. It's fine. So maybe what I'll do is go back to the title page <laughs> and, and look at the titles of these books and the ones that I really enjoyed. I'll go and find the rest of the series. Uh-huh. And then read the entire series. Good idea. That's at least, you know, 50 more books. Anything else in the book club today? I just thought of something else we did this week. What's that? We went all the way to the east side. Oh, we did. We went to Detroit. I forgot all about that. Because, you know, this podunk little teeny weeny town can't exchange Egyptian currency anywhere. No, so I had called um, I called our bank I called the Bank of America <coughs> and said uh, I have Egyptian currency and I would like no, I said I have Egyptian pounds that I would like to exchange and the first time I spoke with someone she's like, oh you're going to have to do that at this other building, please call them so I called the other building and the other building said, okay you know, only one person can do that, and she's not here until next week. So I'll call you and let you know when she will be. 
in the building. And I said, okay, well, she never called. So I called back on Monday and said, you know, I have the Egyptian currency. I want to exchange it. Can you exchange the Egyptian currency? And she said, yes, the lady will be here tomorrow. Please come in anytime tomorrow and they can do your Egyptian pounds. So Aaron and I drive in and the woman's like, I told them I, that we don't exchange Egyptian pounds. Somebody was supposed to call you. Well, they never called me. So the little girl that I spoke to originally, she came out and she was like, oh, I called, but I couldn't get, I didn't get you. And I was like, you didn't call because there was no, like, no phone call. There was no voicemail. There was no missed call on my phone, so you didn't call. Oh, but we don't, we don't do it. Try Fifth Third Bank. So we go to, I call Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third's like, yes, we do Egyptian pounds. Please come in. We, no problem. Any branch. Any branch can do it. You just come in. So we went to the branch that was near us to us that I had just called. We get in there. I slap the money down on the counter and she says, oh yeah, we don't take Egyptian pounds. I thought you meant British pounds. Because the girl didn't know that Egyptian currency was called pounds. She thought I misspoke. So then they tell us, well, Fargo doesn't do it. We know PNC doesn't do it. There is no currency exchange place in all of Grand Rapids. So I called, oh, I called Lansing, and the woman in Lansing said, you have to go to Detroit. So I called several places in Detroit. Why don't international airports have currency exchanges? Really? I mean, if it's Gerald Ford International Airport... You should have a currency exchange. At least one. And I think the best question of the whole day was from the woman at Bank of America. She's like, well, where did you get the Egyptian pounds? From Egypt, ma'am? I just, it was, so. Where does one get Egyptian pounds? Right? (laughs) From Egypt? Like, how do you just get them? So, we call, I called a couple of places in Detroit. Well, not in Detroit, because... They're like Birmingham and Auburn and somewhere else. But the one place was like, oh, sure, we take it, but the fee is going to be like $100. I expected a fee, but that was a lot. So then I call another place, and his fee was over $200. I was like, nope, sorry. So the third place I tried, she's like, sure, we can take it. You know, it's gonna, you're not going to get a great rate, but here is it. Here it is. And hers was the best one. So Aaron and I drove all the way to Detroit in the rain <laughs> and back to exchange our Egyptian currency. And usually I keep some currency just to have it as like a little souvenir. I don't have any of it. I, I'll keep it all. I don't want that shit. <laughs> just take it. It was such a pain in the ass. But it was nice to, you know... But you got rid of some of your pesos. I did. I got rid of my 900 pesos that I had sitting in my... What was that, like $20? 45 <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't get rid of any of my Hong Kong or Macau or Malaysian or the rest of my Chinese. I still have that. I just kept my Asian stuff. We should make a display of those. Yeah. We could put them in a in a frame, in a what you call it, a shadow box. Yeah. 
We what should I, make I a have, thing. I have a ton of coins, and what I want to do is make a bowl with the coins. I've seen this. But do you done. have enough? Oh yeah! If I once we get our stuff from from Mexico, I have more than enough to make a bowl. Um, I saw <coughs> someone do this on I think Pinterest, where they took like a one of those rubber balls as the shape, and then they glued the the coins together, and then they popped the ball and removed the ball, and it was this really cool bowl yep. made out of the foreign coins. Even though there is a coin shortage. Currency exchanges and banks will not take foreign coins. Which makes no sense. I mean, it's an, a global it's, coin shortage. As far as as something that's counterfeitable, you counterfeit coins, coins. coins are pretty hard, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Because they feel different. They weigh different. But I, I guess mean, they feel how different. do you? I don't know. I don't know. Why they wouldn't take coins, but I guess they just don't. Want they don't want to. Take just coins. like they won't take the small bills. So I have a bunch of uh, Chinese yuan, the single notes. Oh, well, they barely take those in China. And I think I have <laughs> like, I think I might have a five pound. Or it's like, five like no, no, note. I have one more. Like, no, don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So How many people did that. I have enough to make a make a bowl. Might not be a huge bowl. And we got new glasses. We all got new glasses. See what I'm saying? So much stuff. They told us that it was going to take two weeks to get the glasses. Took a week, right? Or less than No, it took just a couple days. We were there on Friday. On Aaron was there on Thursday. And on Monday they called and said Aaron and Keegan's glasses were ready. See? And then on Tuesday afternoon they called to say ours were ready. And then, or no... On Wednesday afternoon. And then on Thursday, before you could even finish with your orientation thing, they called to say Keegan's were ready and you could pick up all three when you were finished. See? So, it didn't even take a week. So we got new sexy specs. <clears throat> I tried to get them, the birth control glasses. They just did not have them. So, I'm going to go to the Army Surplus store. Do not do that. <laughs> not necessary. Excuse me. Yeah, I gotta go to the Army Surplus store, you know, get my canteen and some jump boots or something. Hey, hey man, you, you ever been to the, you've never been to an Army Surplus? Man, they got the coolest stuff there. Yeah, all the Army stuff. It's literally Army Surplus. Yeah, man, we can go get all the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Sure. It's good stuff. Laugh. Our tax, our tax dollars paid for it. And you're going to pay for it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should make that store free. You want that tank? It's yours. You want that building in Afghanistan? It's yours. You paid for it. All right. Um, That's all I got. That's all I have, Chief. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Aaron, do you have anything else? No. Any game stuff? No. Really? Really? Aaron's game chat has died. It is now dead. I am declaring it dead. Because Aaron has given up on the game chat. I haven't really played games at all. Okay, get to the paper because I am freezing. Oh God, it's not freezing. I'm cold. It's chilly. It's still not freezing. I'm shivering. 
Still not freezing. I'm gonna go inside in a second. You know what your problem is? Maybe because you're wearing sandals. No. Yeah, I didn't notice that. that can't be. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. That can't be. That it. could be why you're cold. You actually said that can't be it. This is what Michigan people do. Wow. Even though this one is not really a Michigan, a card carrying Michigan. My card anymore. was revoked years ago because she became a baby when it came to the coldness. Oh my gosh, it's a fact. I was looking at But you're still pockets. dressing like a Michigander. I've, you got I've, on jeans, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a t-shirt and flip-flops. open flip-flops. Toes. Toes just waggling out there. Sad. I'm I'm giving the look. Pursing my lips. Sad, Sally. If you want to find the Traveling Fars, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, or any place that awesome podcasts are sold for free. At the Traveling Fars, if you like the Instagram or the Twitters. Traveling Fars. If you like the email, and you want to send something to the to the, to the the mommy person over there, because I don't check that email. Travelingfars at gmail.com. And the blog space, where apparently we're getting subscribers now. I don't know what we can do for for or with our subscribers. I really don't. I I can see them. I waved from, but I, I don't. I don't know what I can do with the subscribers. But I'm glad they're there. I'm glad you're listening. Keep listening. Get more subscribers. And and you know, I, I don't know what we can do, but definitely yes. Keep subscribing. We like that. But they're over at. TheTravelingFars.Blueberry.Net No E's in the Blueberry All the old episodes and stuff are there too Don't forget to check out our Patreon Patreon.com slash TheTravelingFars And you can find us on GoFundMe At TheTravelingFars And Cash App Dollar Sign TheTravelingFars Or Dollar Sign Fars Cards Or Dollar Sign Acacia Media So if someone would like to Get ah. some uh, Corporate merch Corporate merch. That's Fars Cards. And how do or they Or just us? contact us with Acacia Media. <clears throat> What's the email for Acacia Media? Okay. Acacia Media is the parent company of everything we do. So you can you can hook us, you can you can contact us at Acacia Media Corp at gmail.com. You can send to farscards at gmail.com. Or you can use travelingfars at gmail.com. All of those work for, and you can always hit us up on, because there's pages on the Facebook for all of them. There's, we're everywhere doing everything. What's the Etsy page? Uh, Etsy.com slash Fars Cards, all one word. Okay. No, Etsy.com slash shop slash Fars Cards. New stuff is always going up. I try to put put at least stuff on the Facebook. Oh, I was reminded of this because I had forgotten that this was a thing. But we might need your help. Okay. The Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. We have nothing on there. Okay. 
Okay. How do I don't I know do how to get the page, Fars cards and Raggedy Tees something something something. How to get that page to have a, a presence in the Facebook Marketplace? I'll look at it. So we're gonna try to yeah. We need your help. Okay. I'm a That's marketplace it. selling expert. She's she's all she's all over it. So Etsy, Spreadshop, all the spread shops are in the description. Um, there's four of them. And yeah, get the merch you want the way you want it. Our designs, your merch. Do it. I can't still say it, say it like the Palpatine. Do it. See, I can't do that. All right. It. It's more in the throat. I can't. I have no throat. All right. That's it. That's it. Uh-huh. You're done. You're uh-huh. cold. Look at you. You're all shivery. Peace. Or you could just take it now. I know. Look, you're scurrying away so fast. She's so speedy. Like the Gonzalez. <laughs>